Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Says that recording. Recording started. Started, okay. Welcome everybody to this week's Matrixic Discussion Group call, March 6, 2022. Anyway, uh, co-host Keith and I are just sitting here chit-chatting about some of the new developments with things going on. Kind of kicked off with looking at our board on TalkShoe here this evening and seeing that it's completely different. They've moved everything around. And uh, so I'll probably have to play around with this a little bit this week and uh, see if they've actually added any extras of things I can do. So anyway, Keith, how are you doing, brother? I am good. I am good. So, just kind of sitting here pushing buttons on this new board. See what stuff looks like. But yeah, you, you're talking about patenting and uh, putting patents on different things. And I was going to say, I look at this. You know, it's very curious. I look at this the same way as copyright goes, because you know there was a copyright convention that. They kicked off in what Sweden or Switzerland is where that was done at, but all in all, over the years, copyright is technically done upon first use, and if you can find, you know, if you can prove first use, then that is your claim to your copyright. You're the first one to use it, first one to write it, first one to do it, whatever the case may be. And then they came along with the copyright convention and wanted to set up their whole personal in-house system for copyright. Um, I'm sure that way they could lay some sort of additional claim from the attorney's point of view onto the work. Because like I said, you know, it's just the favorite things attorneys like to do is reclassify things. Well, and that's what they're doing with the copyrights actually, because in today's modern age, you can have a company called Nike copyright a symbol, right? Or trademark it. And the, the company Nike is actually a fiction and they can't do that. <clears throat> so in today's copyright, we have Nike providing a, con uh, a copyright. And when in fact, the copyright needs to be associated with the living soul because the living soul is the only one that can create something for us to go back to an origination. Okay. So the guy that actually created the Nike sign should have the trademark. And unless that has been sold, then there is no real trademark. Because again, the 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 fiction can't hold a trademark because they didn't actually create it. They can only transfer it. Well, it's the people in representation of that fiction or right. that artificial entity that's doing it. Because then that's because that's all they can do. That's all they can control. Uh, like things can only contract with like things. Right. And I'll, I'll have to find it sometime, but it states specifically in the U.S. code. The U.S. code, uh, the United States cannot copyright. They can only they can they can only provide copyright protection. And because they cannot copyright themselves, they do not have copyright protection themselves. You know, so, I'm thinking I'm thinking back. There's something I saw several years ago. I think that that is the duty of uh, the FBI is protection of copyrights. Mm -hmm. And 
And that's why we see the U.S. code, and it's broken down in LII slash WEX. Now, the slash means you can substitute. So on the LII side, it's a contractual agreement to use under that trademark. Whereas if you if it's un, use under WEX, then it's directly to the trademark, which is held by WEX. And again, right. like I said, WEX can't hold a trademark. It's not a living soul. It will never lead back to the origin. Well, it's it's not. And WEX holds the trademark in the sense that it's actually whoever it is that's running WEX that is in control of it. Um, you know, for, for instance, if you work for, you know, a company called, you know, say, you know, Wonderful Snacks, okay? Well, Wonderful Snacks is just an artificial entity that exists really on paper. It's in a hanging file, or nowadays it's in a database. But there's somebody within the company, like the owner, whose DBA is Wonderful Snacks. So yeah. you've got, you know, Tom Brown, DBA, operating as Wonderful Snacks. I, I remember when I was first researching um, DBAs, I came across information that like a week afterwards, I looked for it again and it was like gone, scrubbed from the internet. But I found Nancy Pelosi's DBA and her DBA was House of Representatives, mm -hmm. which I kind of chuckled at first, but, but it only makes sense that somebody has to have that DBA in, in order for enforcement right. And purposes. Right. right. And, and President Clinton or President Trump was doing business as the USA when he was president. And under the auspice of USA, he was conducting the affairs in contracts through the United States. Yeah. And, that's, and see, that's that's the thing about the copyright. See, the copyright today, like I said, they go back to the attorney and not the original man that, that created the copyright. So the copyright remains with the original man. And so over an extended period of time, when that original man dies, that copyright remains. You can't erase that copyright and say now somebody else, through a legal definition, has a right to commercialize it. If that man had a copyright on something and he never commercialized his copyright, and this is the issue, never commercialized it, but he remained holder of that copyright so that no one would commercialize it. That remains a copyright. And just because you got some lawyer saying, well, we have copyright because he's no longer around. We can rewrite it. No. The only way you can do something like that is under the auspice of doing business as and do it as not like, say, an autobiography, but something else. It has to be known as fiction. You cannot use a copyright and then write under that copyright. You have to use something else <coughs> like well, it's like I explained the first person, second person, and third person of Samuel Clemens. Samuel Clemens was a first person, and he used the auspice of Mark Twain to do his writings. That fiction cannot hold the copyright. Because Samuel Clemens is patently the originator of Mark Twain. If the people are patently the originator of the United States, they can't hold the copyright. In the, in the origin of Mark Twain, and he wrote in the pen name of Mark Twain about third person characters as a second person, he is in fact what's protecting Samuel Clemens 
because anybody that wants to make a claim against the writing has to make it against Mark Twain, who can't hold the copyright. So, so, so tell me, so who do you who, write what Mark Twain wrote? Who do you think was the better writer, uh, Mark Twain or Samuel Clemens? <laughs> well, it was Samuel Clemens that <laughs> held the pen that did the writing. Right. Yeah. Through Mark Twain. And was for the benefit of Tom Sawyer and the rest of the characters that gained eternal life. And it wasn't because somebody in those characters believed in Mark Twain, but people that reading the story believed the story. And this is why we get don't listen to the messenger, listen to the message. Because it doesn't matter who writes the story. If you know it to be fiction, then why worry about liability? You know what I mean? Right. So if you know the defendant is third person and total abstract fiction, why would you worry about liability? Absolutely. Yep. I didn't write that defendant in that paper. It wasn't by my hand. Somebody else did that. That's not my first hand. It ain't got nothing to do with me. Well, you know, it's interesting, you know, uh, copyrights, at least not that I've noticed, ever require any renewal. I mean, yeah. once it's in place, it's in place. So uh, to me, I mean, that this would be the state's version of eternal life. Yeah, and that's why I say they can't hold the copyright as a fiction. They use that, and that's what they... See, they use trademarks and trade names based on identifications. The identification is a street name. That's because it's got your name and a street address. And they, they, they use municipal bonds to purchase the street name as an investment through the courts. And they put you down as a firm instead of a last name. They put down the firm name and they use the social security number without dashes as the obligor number and say that you were investing them in them as a resident and gave them a gift. Yeah, I'll go over. I'm gonna get. I was getting ready to do a video on the uh, Tax Stamp Act and the current updates and everything and how it reads today. If you're a resident, anything you do is a gift. So claiming a resident, everything is presumed to be a gift, and therefore they don't have to sign. They're the beneficiary. You're signing that as a as as if though you're the trustee, and they're accepting the gift. Well, and I think this is where they're kind of piggybacking off from the law of nations, and it's actually just a natural law through governments and states that their sovereignty is derived from the people. They refer to that as popular sovereignty. And so that's where they get it from is from the people. And I think they've just kind of piggybacked off from that concept. Well, yeah, and that's exactly what it is. Copyright is sovereignty. And it's not that you're the sovereign, but you recognize your sovereignty in being able to pre protect your persons on your own without a Fourth Amendment, without a Fifth Amendment, without a Sixth Amendment, without a Seventh Amendment, without a Ninth Amendment, without any of it. You don't need that stuff. What you need to do is learn the order of things and know that you are first in line, first in time. And ain't nothing should be written down on a paper unless you say so in regards to you. 
if it has any reference to you, find out who's writing it down and what character traits they have. Because if they're writing it down as a, as a defendant, like I said, that's a third-person abstract noun that can't possibly exist. It is effectually a Tom Sawyer. Nothing more, nothing else. And if it didn't come from your hand, then whose hand did it come from? Because it sure as hell wasn't from Samuel Clemens's, Clemens' hand if it wasn't written through uh, Mark Twain. Well, and everything in the system that uh, they operate through is all through strictly mm -hmm. artificial entities or druidic entities and stuff created by man, nothing natural, because they can't touch anything natural. So their authority is just over what they create, which is um, those corporate entities. When I say corporate entities, I don't mean that they're all corporations. I mean, co a corporate entity can be a trust, an LLC, partnerships, those kind of things are all uh, corporate structures. Yeah, and when we think about the reflections through that first, second, and third person, we got to think about this. Um, the mirror, when we think about that person, everybody thinks it's a reflection in the mirror. You know, that person reflects who you are and stuff. And in, in what it is, is people think the mirror is, it means the reflection. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest in, of, the, of them all? It's not the mirror. Mirror comes from mirari, French, M-I-R-A-R-E. And it actually means to look at. So when we look in the mirror, what is it we're truly looking at? If that piece of paper with that person on it doesn't reflect who you are, then it's not you. Okay, well, It's only you if you allow it to be. Well, a, max, a maxim of law is similar is not the same. Right. And, yeah. and, and like uh, uh, Samuel Clemens, he wrote his own biography, but he wrote it as an autobiography of Mark Twain. So when we look at it from the eyes of the people, we can't see who Samuel Clemens is anymore except through the picture, through the picture. So, again, he, he, he remains private in his sovereignty um, that likeness and image by being able to best portray it through the words on the paper that the people still believe in, still yeah. see. And might I remind you people that the whole story about it was how Tom Sawyer was told to go out and whitewash a fence. And I'll be darned if this 10, 11 year old boy, wicked as he was, according to the society, he was intelligent enough to find other boys and girls without the, throughout the neighborhood that were passing by to give up something of their treasure for the pleasure of whitewashing that fence because it was such a grand duty to be able to whitewash that fence for his, for his lovely aunt. And so when they butter things up with words, you got to be aware of what's happening. Are you being taken advantage of? Because Tom Sawyer got watch and marble and slingshot and uh, all kinds of stuff from other neighborhood kids in exchange for allowing them to whitewash the fence for him. He got out of everything. So listen to the message. But remember where that message comes from. Yep. Yep. And it's interesting because that's kind of what they've done with everything is, uh, they, they've kind of really whitewashed everything, gotten everybody else to do the dirty work and, and really gaslight the population is uh, really what's going on. Is that everything you really see is just a facade. I, I remember 
Oh, yeah. A few months ago, hearing somebody talk about the January 6th situation. And somebody was saying something about, you know, um, igniting the White House on fire. I'll put it that way. And the, the gentleman that was hosting the program was like, oh, no, that can't be done. Uh, he's, he's, he's kind of a patriot kind of guy. He's like, oh, that's impossible. You can't do that. He says the White House is made out of solid marble. And I heard that, and I'm go- I just kind of shook my head. It's like, and that's what so much of the patriot community thinks uh, regarding the, the not just the structure of the building, but the, the structure of everything that it's solid when it's really not. It's all just a big gaslight experiment and a whitewashing. And if people can go and look up information regarding the construction of the White House, those pillars that you see out front those aren't marble they just appear to be marble and that's a lot of what i think even jefferson was doing even with his own home is you know whitewashing and you look into it and all those things are is wood it's just sticks that they went and they basically plastered over and they get repainted every so often to keep everything looking nice and white and all that but, you know, I think there's probably a very limited amount of marble even in the White House. Oh, yeah. Well, that that's true even to um, society clear back in ancient times. We see in history and archaeology that a lot of communities built over top of other communities. So they took what was already there and whitewashed it. They cleaned it up. That's all whitewashing is, cleaning things up. And when it comes to the documentation and everything... They'll take something that's perfectly white and clean and put a bunch of printing on it and then shove it in your face and hope that you'll take another piece of something that's white and clean. It's already clean, doesn't need anything added to it, and write something on it and dirty yourself up. Send it back to them. And, and that's even really what they did with uh, Manhattan Island and where the United Nations sits at. Uh, if I recall my numbers correctly, that's where some like 600 American Indians were slaughtered at and even burned in piles. Yeah. And, that, and that was the actual uh, celebration that that governor instituted for what people know of as Thanksgiving today. It was a celebration of that slaughter that they went and built on it. And, and you know, even in fact, though, that was the first location of the headquarters of the United States was there in um, New York. So, yeah, and that's that's what we see. We see history repeating itself by going back to foundations that used to be the the starting foundation of America. It, it, it was the foundation of America. Now yep. it's the foundation of the UN. Yep, absolutely. I, I I've got to laugh at all this stuff. People talking about you know uh, all the fear of porn with like Russia or Ukraine right now. Uh, the same thing that you know, we've heard the past couple of years regarding China. I mean, I just sit and chuckle. And none of these entities are going to go after each other because one, it's the UN that runs everything. And five of the founding members of the UN is France, is Great Britain, is the United States, is China and Russia. They are not going to be at war amongst each other. They're in bed with each other, folks. (laughs) Well, yeah, and then you take a look at other operations like the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the Five Nations, and and that starts including other nations. And see, 
These, these countries around the world are involved in the Treaty of Bern. That's why they have a postal system. Well, I posted the other day um, the World Economic Forum, and they have what they call um, the Young Global Leaders. And that, that's an organization that they established quite a while ago, uh, basically just to kind of indoctrinate people as to the direction that they want the world to move in. And I posted a bunch of the members of um, the Young Global Leaders, and at the top of the list was Ivanka Trump. And it included heads of state all over the world, all over the world, and, and even within the own country right here. So people want to know who's running things. That's what's running things. Yeah, and that's, you, you said head of state, and that's, you know, head of state? What, the head of my state? The head of my state is our father, which are in heaven. Isn't that the head of your state? Uh, Most countries follow their scriptures, not political views. Even communists, communist China falls under scriptural things. Yeah. Well, and, you know, so many people, I think it's funny to think the U.S. is, you know, elite or whatever because we have voting and other countries don't. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> even communist China, guess what? They vote. And, oh, guess what? They also have a constitution. All these other countries, they all vote. They all have constitution. You, you know, it's funny talking about voting. I, I remember when I researched that a few years ago, I was looking to see like when the U.S. started up voting, which was like right around uh, 1789. Or, actually, it was about three, four presidents in. They started a popular vote for president. But around those same times, within 30 years of that, you saw voting be started in England and China and all these other countries. It, it was all initiated at the same time frame. It's like, well, this is kind of curious. Uh, I mean, to me, uh, this is a stench of a one world order right here. Well, yeah, that was that was the uh, what do they call it in the viral community um, when they're um, doing what Fauci's doing? What do they call that? They're adding adding things. They're looking for things that add to it, and so what adds to it is as they gather up in that power just like the copyright they're adding to the indoctrination by getting people to, to learn how to vote they never voted before now it's such a great thing see this country here they they set up a voting system it worked great for them oh now everybody's clamoring to vote they got indoctrinated into voting and don't even realize they gave up all their rights by okay well i'm a resident who now has to turn around and pledge everything so if you're pledging your vote, do you really think they're going to do what you tell them to do? You just gave them everything they want. Yep. If you vote, claim residency, claim citizenship, you have surrendered power of attorney to who? It's called a representative, your local representative. Guess what they represent? You. Because you've turned that power over to them. Yeah. And so everybody that thinks they're going to do this and we can do that and uh, the people have the power. Uh, well, no, <laughs> the people are the ones that you are allowing to represent you. They're the ones with the power and they're the only ones that can do anything about whatever fiasco you think is going on right now. You yeah, have nothing. And this is why they say the people have to communicate with their state representatives to get to be able to communicate with Congress. And that's bullshit. 
because if if you register to vote on the auspice that you are a resident, you really, in fact, weren't a resident because a resident is a federal, state or municipal official or agent, then you really have no right to be fucking voting to begin with. This is what Trump was talking about. If you're if you're registering to vote and you're not already a resident by a by being a federal, state or municipal official or agent, then you ain't qualified to register. That, you know, that reminds me of um, that YouTube out with Christopher James called A Planned Trespass. And I remember when I saw that, I was like, this all kind of sounds good, but something just doesn't seem right. And I remember a few months later when I circled back to it, it was obvious to me that the trespass hasn't been done by them. It's being done by the inhabitants. Yep. Exactly. And it's because of the indoctrination of people believing that they can vote. No. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't remember which one of the founders it was that said it might have been Hamilton, but he said, you know, how stupid would it be for us to allow the common man to vote? He said, that's like allowing the blind man his choice of colors. Yeah. And it's actually allowing a blind man to lead those that are quite qualified to lead themselves. Well, I don't know. I, I look around at people today, and I'm not sure how many qualified people there are out there. <laughs> well, there are too many, but still, they're you know, they're caught up in the cognitive dissonance. And God, if it weren't for that, they they run their lives pretty damn fucking good. Yep. Well, Keith, um, I'm going to cut this short tonight. I've been on the road all day to and from a. Uh, memorial for a friend of mine who's recently passed away at a very young age so all right well there's that and uh be sure to share that uh private routing number brother let everybody know this is a private routing number and no one can access that site unless i say so yeah there you go there you go and you know speaking of routing numbers and things along that line um, been waiting for a friend of mine to get back in touch with me who kind of enticed me to do it. But he said, you know, there's something odd happening after people do the authentication on the certificate of live birth. He said, those uh, people, if they go and reapply for a social security card, that it comes back with a totally different bank and number on the back side of it. Uh, no matter where you were, um, I think the area where my nativity was, uh, the Bank of Cleveland was used for the federal bank. So I, I went and did it, and sure enough, it came back with St. Louis. And that is the bank that everybody's is coming back with who's done the authentication. They all come back with St. Louis on the back of the Social Security yeah. card. Yeah, every state has their specialty. Um, Arizona is child custody. Um, uh, Missouri, obviously, would be the authentications and classifications thereof. All your 50 states, uh, think about it. You got 50 U.S. codes. Yeah. They all well, specialty. Uh, I, was, I was looking up like the specialty of the St. Louis Federal Reserve. They're one of the 12. And St. Louis is the one that um, is in control of the data bank for the yeah. Federal Reserve. I was like, yeah, oh, that's all those data is... elements. That's the ones that that's um, directly connected. Uh, St. Louis is on the on the river, isn't it? Yep. 
And so that's directly, that's a port entry for the uh, Customs and Border Protection. Yeah. That's who they had the contract with. Anyway, I found that interesting. And, uh, well, like I tell everybody every week, if you want to know what to start looking at, where to start learning, figure out who you really are, where you're really from, and where you're really at. Because we've been deceived on all those issues. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Love you all. Thanks for Catch coming. Catch you later. Thanks, Keith.